1: I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fit the Mission. COVID cases have been on a steady decline in the Bay Area. That's welcome news after this summer's record long surge. For many people, COVID is basically over. People who are concerned about wearing masks have become a minority. But the inconvenient truth is there is still a cause for concern long COVID. A study out of the Brookings Institute has found that around 16 million adults in the US have it extreme fatigue, brain fog, loss of smell, racing heartbeats. These are some of the mysterious symptoms for long COVID sufferers. They can persist for weeks and months. Sometimes, we know now, even years. It has wreaked havoc on personal and professional lives. That same study found that long COVID could be keeping as many as 4 million people out of work. The trouble is doctors and researchers are still trying to figure out a cure or at least a treatment. Experts still don't know why some people get it and others don't. Today on 5th Emission, Chronicle reporter Nanette Asimov joins me to talk about how thousands of long COVID sufferers are desperately looking for creative solutions to relieve their symptoms. They're turning to costly and medically unproven alternatives in an attempt to return to their normal lives. Returning to normal is something that Yoo Hyung Jung wants more than anything. She's a colleague of mine in the Chronicle newsroom who's been suffering from long COVID symptoms since getting infected for the first time at the end of May. Before we dive into Nanette's reporting about the lengths some long COVID sufferers are going to for help, let's take a listen to Yoo Hyung's experience with long COVID and how the lack of medical solutions is affecting her life. My name
2: is Yuhian Zhang, and I'm a data reporter at the San Francisco Chronicle. My COVID symptoms were actually pretty mild. I was coughing a lot, had a little brain fog, and mostly just felt really, really tired. I don't think I was particularly worried about long COVID, but I was aware of the issue, uh, mostly through the experience of a friend of mine. And I've also read news articles about it here and there, but... For some reason, I didn't actually think it would happen to me, because my symptoms were mild. So right after I tested negative again, I went out and tried to do stuff. I even went on a trip out of state. I went to the rock climbing gym, but then the more I tried to do stuff and exerted myself, the more tired I felt. Like my body is like soaking wet and I'm trying to like drag it, or like I'm carrying a big baby on my back or something. And then I also continued to have brain fog. I'm like, I was forgetting names, was forgetting places, forgetting things that people just said to me. Your body shouldn't feel like you hiked 10 miles if all you've been doing is lying down on your bed. And at times I also felt this kind of body ache, like somebody took a baseball bat and like beat the crap out of me. First, I went to my primary care physician, as people often do, and I laid out my concerns. The clinic ended up putting me through, like, an annual physical, and actually everything turned up more or less normal, other than, you know, my body mass index. And so the first treatment plan was trying to get me connected to a nutritionist, and You know, that did not make me feel good. I at times felt like I was not believed uh, that this persistent fatigue was, like, really affecting me to that extent. And as a person who actually eats fairly healthy and, like, likes to do exercise, uh, it's maddening. And, you know, that anger is not even directed specifically at any doctor or like any person around me, but it's just there because I don't know what's going on and how to solve this problem. My doctor did not mention long COVID until about two or three visits after There's definitely reluctance, I think, from people to, like, say that long COVID is long COVID. I'm definitely questioning, like, the way that I'm feeling and the fatigue that I'm feeling and the brain fog that I'm feeling because it's hard to find validation by really anyone else other than, you know, a very supportive group of people online who are also going through the same thing. One of the most challenging things about going through this experience is that I felt like no matter what I said or did, some people just didn't believe me, or they said they believed me, but kept asking Prying questions that suggest, like, the reason might be something else. But trust me, the people who have long COVID have thought a lot about what else it could be. And they've tried to address those things. And they didn't work. This is why we're here. I get that people have been cooped up for a very long time and need relief, Just the other day, some friends were telling me that at this point, they would rather just get it and get it over with. Well, it turns out it doesn't really work like that. And we don't know about the long-term repercussions. If you've somehow not had it, I would really highly recommend trying to avoid it for the rest of your life. I haven't been able to do the things that I love doing because I'm just simply too tired. And I'm too tired to be there for my partner. I'm too tired to be 100% at work. Like this is not normal me. That was Chronicle Data reporter Yu
1: Hyun Jung sharing her long COVID experience. As you just heard, persistent symptoms and the inability to fulfill normal, everyday activities are common experiences for long COVID sufferers. That's also what is driving many of them to seek help elsewhere. After a quick break, Chronicle reporter Nanette Asimov will join me to talk about the alternative therapies they're seeking and why some medical experts urge caution. We'll be right back. You can support Fifth Emission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Chronicle reporter Nanette Asimov joins me now to talk about the desperate search for relief by long COVID sufferers. Nanette, we just heard from our chronicle colleague Yu Hyun-jung, who said that her long COVID symptoms weren't validated by her doctors initially. How is the medical community diagnosing long COVID? Is there a singular definition when there's such a wide range of symptoms?
0: There actually is a new definition just agreed in the last year by the World Health Organization that says if you have A variety of symptoms that are not explained by any other cause after you've gotten COVID and your symptoms last for at least two months and are debilitating in some way. Chances are you have long COVID. So thousands of people are fitting this definition, but um, the medical community has not always caught up with this in doctors don't like to be in a position of really not knowing how to help. And researchers are finding that the common denominators may be um, a heightened level of inflammatory response in the body, maybe even tiny minuscule pieces of the virus remaining in the body, and possibly even microclots. But that's Mm -hmm. pretty much as far as they've gotten. And most Physicians have not really ventured into the treatment realm because they're not sure what to treat. That's why so many patients have gathered together in online communities like Body Politic. They're trying to share information among themselves and figure out what is working for them. And a lot of times they're using in connection with doctors who rely on the patients themselves a lot of times to tell them what they might need, um, they do off-label medications.
1: Like what kind of medications?
0: Like, you know, a drug that might be, Approved for narcolepsy could be used to help somebody with long COVID and, you know, correct some symptom that they have, but it might work for you and not work for me. There's drugs for heart ailments that are approved by the FDA for those purposes, but they seem to help some other stray symptom in long COVID or for muscle weakness or even allergies. So it's a big experimentation right now. And that can sometimes lead to some dangerous not very good ideas, or they haven't
1: been studied by the researchers. And a lot of these alternative treatments are found in long COVID online communities because that's where folks find the biggest sense of support and empathy, right? That's absolutely right. So there's that emotional
0: component to it, but there really is a very practical approach that people with long COVID are, are trying. Like I talked to one woman who as a symptom of her long COVID, her PMS just went crazy. So she turned to body politic, this online forum for long COVID patients. And they said, Oh, we, we know people who have this as a side effect. You need to take the generic form of pepsid. And so she did. And lo and behold, she said it's the only thing that's helped her. And we're so used to having doctors, you know, know everything and we, we go to the doctor and we say, what can you do? And we have, and the doctor helps us. This is all too new. It's Mm. all so new. I talked to a woman who had this horrible condition of deep, deep aching pain in her lung, in her right lung. They prescribed inhalers, nothing worked. She went to Costco and there's the, you know, Costco lady selling Turmeric in liquid form, extra strength. And so this person went up and said, you know, I know I've taken turmeric, um, in some pill and it didn't help. She said, you need the extra strength <laughs> liquid variety. Mm. And so that's what she bought and she took it according to the, the recommendation of the Costco vendor. And she, she felt completely better. So
1: wow. you just never know. I mean, it seems like there's some. Um measure of luck here, right? Just landing on something that could work. And people are really going to great lengths and costs to land on a solution. Tell me about some of those efforts. I mean, some people are spending thousands of dollars to try to find something, right? I talked to a guy who spent $100,000. So, Mm. I mean, you, in a way,
0: you have to be rich. But on the other hand, maybe not being rich might protect you from some of these things. Hyperbaric oxygen, intravenous ozone, herbal tolovid. I hesitate to even mention ivermectin because that's a dangerous poison if you take it wrong. It's just that I mentioned it only because so many people decided to take this horse dewormer, you know, thinking that it was going to help their COVID, but it's not anything people should take.
1: Do these alternatives generally work out for long COVID sufferers? You've mentioned a few that seem to have helped.
0: I have found very few that have worked. But I'm going to mention one that a lot of people know about in the Bay Area. And that's not to say that it works because there have not been any studies. And I talked to Bruce Patterson, who's a doctor, and he developed his Patterson Protocol. And he developed a company to promote this as a... Um, long COVID cure. And he says 85% of the 30,000 people who have um, signed up for the Patterson Protocol, to use his term, um, get better. So what is the Patterson Protocol? All right. It's basically a one size fits all. They send you a test in the mail and they talk to you and they, um, you know, measure all of your symptoms. But when it comes down to it, you get two drugs, one is an HIV antiviral, and the other is a statin. Mm. The company said, oh, here, talk to this person. She's very satisfied. And indeed, I talked to a person from Oakland who said, oh, yes, I, I did that, and boy, I feel so much better. But I talked to somebody who mm-hmm. the company did not um, steer me toward, and he said, yeah, I gave up on that halfway through because it wasn't helping. So I... Not going to say one way or the other, but that's the point about these things. Um, People don't want to wait until the research comes out, and I can't blame them because they're in, you know, in some cases, agony.
1: What do experts advise long COVID sufferers? What's the best way to approach these kinds of alternatives?
0: One thing that almost every long COVID patient told me was the thing that helped them most is rest. And it's unfortunate that that is almost the best treatment right now, but a lot of long COVID patients suffer more when they exert themselves. Doctors don't have a solution right now, and they are interested in trying some of these off-label medications, and they do have long COVID research labs going on all over the place. There is $1.5 billion in federal funding aimed at researchers all the, around the country. So it's not like researchers aren't trying or taking it seriously. It just can't go fast enough. And that is the problem. Mm-hmm. But another important thing I've, I have been covering for this for a long time. And so I've been following some people uh, who have long COVID from early on and they're, they're somewhat improved. I, you know, talked to a guy who had to walk with the Walker. Um, he, he, threw that away after a year And you know, a year sounds like a long time but he is improved and some of the people i spoke to like a guy i i talked to who tried almost every one of these treatments you know the oxygen um the patterson protocol all of those things and more he doesn't think any of them helped him but
1: time helped Nanette Asimov is a reporter at The Chronicle. Her story about alternative long COVID treatments is online now at sfchronicle.com and on The Chronicle app. I'd like to thank Nanette for being on the show, as well as Yu Hyun Jung for sharing her story. This episode was edited by King Kaufman and Gary Baca. A quick note, I'll be taking a break for the rest of the week, but I'll be back after Labor Day. Damian Bolwell will be in the host seat in the meantime. Thanks for listening.